study his word, which is able to save our soul. Brother Red, are you okay? You doing good? Amen. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Sister Loretta, welcome back. We hope that you're back for a while. I was about to come to New Orleans and get you. But since you showed up Wednesday, I didn't need to do that. This morning, we want to um, talk to you about something that it's near and dear to, to, to my heart. Uh, remember the Mid-Atlantic? Sister West, can they go online? You can go online. Can they register for the hotel, too? You can go online. You can register for the Mid-Atlantic. You can register for the hotel. So make sure you do that. All right? Amen? Amen. Why, y'all? <laughs> Sunday morning. You know, God is still good all the time. And all the time, God is good. You didn't have to get up this morning, but God bless you to get up. Everybody have a Bible? Luke chapter number 17. Luke chapter number 17. Troy, you struggled this morning. They didn't want to help you at all. So since they didn't want to help you, they're going to help me. We all going to read Luke chapter 17, verse number three, down to verse number 10. In my Bible, this is all read right. When Jesus is talking, Tammy, everybody should be ready to listen. Luke chapter 17, verse number 3, down to verse number 10. And the Bible says what? Take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If he repent, forgive him. Is everybody reading? Okay. Verse 4, and if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. The apostle says unto him, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if, if you had the faith, of the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to a sycamore tree, be thy plucked up by the root, and be thy planted into the sea, and it shall obey you. But which of you, having a servant, plowing and feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he is come from the field, Go and sit down to meet, and will not rather say unto him, Make ready whereof my sup, and gird thyself, and serve me. 
till I have eaten and have drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Do think that the servant, because he did these things that were commanded of him, I trow not. So likewise, you, when you have done all these things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servant. We have done that which was our duty to do. The Christian duty. The Christian duty. The Christian responsibility. One of the things that we must understand as Christian, it is not our responsibility just to wake up on Sunday morning and decide I have nothing to do so I will go to worship. It is not our responsibility to wake up on Sunday morning and decide since everything else at home is done, I'll go see who is at the building. Christian has a duty. Christians have responsibility. But one of the things that we as preachers of the New Testament book, the Bible, we often shy away from Christian duties, Christian responsibility. If the world is going to be saved, it's our responsibility to take the dying gospel to a dying world. Amen? But one of the things that we are often confused with, and that is holy convenience. Holy convenience. In other words, when it is convenient, we do it. See, nobody have a problem singing this morning because they're here. They're here out of convenience. Now, Wednesday night, when I'm not in the area, it's not convenience. Are y'all feeling this this morning? I'll study the Bible on Sunday because I'm at the building and it's convenient. But there is a vast difference between holy convenience and holy restraint. There is a vast difference between holy convenience and holy restraint. Y'all not feeling this this morning. Yeah, are y'all feeling this this morning? Well, let, let me just give you, let me give you an example. 
Troy Mercy. always brag about. I don't drink. I don't understand how anybody can drink. If you never had a drink before, it's easy to say, I don't drink. Wes been baptized for the remission of his sin. And Wes had been struggling every day. Wes Lips got the feeling or taste uh-huh. for a shot of Hennessy. All right. Just a shot. Every day, Wes Lips on, got a taste uh-huh. for a Honeygan. Okay. Right. But because well. of West's relationship with God, because of what West feel about God, he restrains himself Amen. from a drink. All right. And everybody say about, you know that Troy, he's a real good Christian because he never drinks. Oh, Lord. Well, he never tasted it. All right. But West struggles every day restraining himself because of his relationship with God. Troy doesn't drink because of convenience. He never had a taste. Wes doesn't drink because he restrains himself because of the relationship that he has with God. That's like a a hundred-year-old man say, I don't run the street. (laughs) You don't run the street because of convenience. It's best for you to stay home. That's that's no restraint for a hundred-year-old man. You never catch me out in them streets. What, what you going to do out there? See, it's a difference between holy convenience and holy restraints. It is our duty to have holy restraints. Holy convenience. You ain't done nothing. You're not here this morning out of restraint. You're here this morning because of convenience. Those who plan, who comes to Baltimore, and said, let me find a church so I could worship on Sunday morning. That's out of restraint. 
inconvenient. When I was in South Carolina last week, I went back to my home church. I planned that. I could have easily went and played golf with my friends. Go to the beach with my brothers and sisters. But I have a responsibility to God to be in worship on the first day of the week. So Jesus says, if thy brother sin against thee and come to thee and ask and repent and ask for forgiveness, forgive him. And I don't think nobody have a problem with that. So watch Jesus. He says if he comes seven times. Now see, as holy as I claim to be, one time is an accident. Second time, it's a mistake. Three times, it's a habit. And you know, you walk in and, so I walk in and I'm talking to Brother Johnson, and I'm telling Brother Johnson something about Troy. And then when Troy comes in, and Troy hears me lying on him, and I go to Troy, I say, Troy, forgive me. So Troy, okay. Service is over. Me and Brother Thomas is at the door. And Troy hears me telling that same lie to Brother Thomas. He wants to come back. But because of his restraint, he doesn't. On his way home, Sister Jackson calls Tammy. Say, is Troy there? Yes. Let me speak to Troy. Troy, what's going on with you and Brother Frazier? Because Brother Frazier is saying some things about you that I don't like. But because of restraint, Troy doesn't say nothing. See, anybody can love a friend. That's nothing to love somebody. But to love somebody who you know that is constantly lying on you is not out of holy convenience. It's holy restraint. That is our Christian duty. That is our Christian responsibility. See, if you and I only love those people who are our friend, 
That's out of convenience. What about the guy just cut you off? And the light's red. He, he's not going nowhere. He just want to get in front of you. And you a Christian. What do you do when you pull up? Do you blow the horn and yell at him, where in the world are you going? Or you just stare him down? I, I'm talking about Christian duty. That's all I'm talking about, Christian duty. Because, and the sad thing about it, both of you all headed to a destination to meet up with each other. He has something to sell. You want to buy it. And when you all get together and, and somebody said, well, Troy, the guy you were waiting on, and then you walk out and it's him. It's him. It's the guy that cut you off two blocks up the street. What do you do? That he lost the sale? Are you depriving yourself of a something that you need because of he cut you off? Uh, you with me yet? I just need to make sure, because I, I want to go someplace, but, but I can't. And, and see, now, don't get me wrong. This is hard to do, because the apostle had problem with this. It said, Lord, strengthen my faith. I, I know you tell me to forgive them seven times, but I'm not there yet. I, I'm, not, I'm not there. See, long before I was a preacher, I was a man. And I'm working every day. If I look at you strange, don't look at me strange back that I'm not, because I'm not there. I'm, I am not, the, I'm still working. I just preach. I'm struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. I'm a human being. I can't believe he called him. Yes. All right. I'm a preacher. Yeah. But I got some human issues. Amen. And, and I'm working, God working on me just like he's working on anybody else. So, so, so Jesus says, if your brother comes to you and sin seven times, and ask you for forgiven. He says, forgive him. Not out of convenience, but out of holy restraint. See, we as human beings, we struggle when someone does something to us, but we don't have that same feelings when we do something to someone else. Right. Our nation today we, we is in a turmoil. But you know what? I still live in the greatest yeah. nation yeah. in the world. Yeah. I, 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 
I don't care what they say about the military. I go to bed every night in Harford County and not worry about somebody blowing my house up. Definitely not someone from across the water. Yeah, amen. Amen. I got more problem with those who in my house. Right. <laughs> Catch up with me now. I'm just trying to get to my message. Stay right there with me. I, I got to lock the door for those who comes into the house versus those outside of the house. I, my wife said, well, why you lock the door? I said, well, you don't know when one of your kids is going to come in here and get mad. Because they, they have those conversations that they think, say, well, if both of them is gone, all the inheritance, all, that's what kids think about. You, you all, this is not even in the message, but this, this is free. Don't you think for one minute they don't have them conversations? And see, you, you, you leery in telling your kids where all your wealth is. The insurance policy. See, you, you, because you don't know when an accident going to happen. They'll turn your car on in the garage and go come back to the city. I mean, they're, they're just kids. They said, Mom and Dad had a nice life. That's enough. We, we need to. Yeah, so, so when your children looking at you funny, ask the question, is, is everything all right with us? Our mind come out and say, you got gas to get back home? Because I just want to make sure that everything's all right. Because they may be plotting. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love, but see, Sinai warns us when they come in. She's the cat. Anytime you see Sinai prancing up and down, one of them been there. And like she want to say, you know they took stuff out of here, but I can't. If the cat can talk, we'll, we, we'll, we'll know a lot of what's going on. It takes us two to three weeks to say, well, what happened to that shirt I Ian, Sinai be trying Ian took it. <laughs> so, 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 so brothers and sisters, it's not holy convenience. It's holy restraint. So Jesus says, if you had the faith as the grain of a mustard seed. Isn't that something to think about? Jesus, have you ever seen a mustard seed? Uh -huh, I'm not talking about craft mustard in the store. That, that's not a seed. That's the finished product. I'm not talking about a mustard tree, because it grows to be. But a mustard seed, you can put it in your hand, and you got to look close to make sure it's there. So here is these apostles who've been with Jesus every day. He said, if you got the faith 
of a mustard seed. Isn't that something to think about? You mean to say I don't have the faith, the size of a mustard seed? You quiet because you're thinking? Yeah. This is where Jesus is. So now, watch him. Which of you would have a servant that is out plowing the field and tending to the sheep? When he's done, you call him in and say, sit down and let me make you some dinner. It just doesn't happen. What you expect him to do is come in and clean himself up, change his clothes, and make you some food. Holy convenience or holy restraint. See, the church only going to go as far as we take it. The church is one generation away from being a denomination. The church. The church is one generation away from being a denomination. The only difference between the church of Christ and a denomination is the doctrine. Is the doctrine. And every week, somebody in the church is leaving. It's leaving. Wonder Paul writes this letter to the church of Galatians and said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him who have called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, though there be some that troubles you and will provoke the gospel of Christ. He said, though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, he said, let it be a curse. It's the gospel that have us in here this morning. And you remember what he said in Romans 1, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. See, the, 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 the church and those Jews had a problem with the righteousness of God. How do you know that? In, in chapter 10, he said, brethren, my heart desire, my prayer to God for Israel is that Israel might be saved. He said, I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. They being ignorant of God's righteousness has gone about to establish their own righteousness. And see, that's the problem. We don't understand God's righteousness. And when you understand God's righteousness, it's that a sinner can stand before God justified. Ain't that something? That's the whole, that's why Christ came. 
That's why he died. So you and I, as sinners, can stand before God justified. Amen. Without doing nothing except being a sinner. That's the only thing we, that's our contribution to salvation, is being a sinner. So when Paul comes and he, and he writes this letter to the church at Galatians, he said, I don't frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness been by the law, Christ died in vain. If a man could be saved, outside of the church and see what the religious world want us to believe and they'll tell us all the time you all are too narrow-minded you're too narrow-minded well when it comes to who run in this country elect anybody you want to I'll live with that but when it comes to being saved, I'm narrow. I'm as narrow as you can get. Why? Because if a man could be saved outside of Christ, Christ could have stayed in glory. But God said that can't happen. Any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things passed away. Behold, all things has become new. So then Jesus, in this 17th chapter, he says that I'd rather, I'd rather be restrained than to have convenience. If you only come because you have nothing else to do, it's out of convenience. But if you showed up because you know you're supposed to be here, it's out of restraint. You could have slept this morning. When we go on vacation, you got a plan to go to worship. See, worship is not at your congregation. Worship is on Sunday morning wherever the Lord's people meet. You go on vacation, you don't even, you plan everything. I'm going to Disney World. When I get to Orlando on Saturday, we're going to check into the hotel. On Sunday, we're going to university. On Tuesday, we're going to Disney. On Monday, we're going to Epcot. And then... Nobody planned for Sunday morning worship. What are we? Is Christianity about convenience? Well, ain't nobody going to know me down here so I don't have to go. Sunday morning, I got to church and I was sitting by. Sister McAvina, I looked up front and I said, God, I know those people. <laughs> and then Brother Rupert stand up. Oh, Lord. 
I said to Sister Goldie, I said, that's brother and sister Rupert. Dad, Humphrey, the church Humphrey was. Brother Rupert, brother Frazier, how you? You never know who's watching you. But I wasn't there Sunday because brother and sister Rupert was going to be there, Wes. I was there Sunday because God commanded worship on Sunday morning. Amen. My wife and I got into Jamaica, and as soon as we got there, who did I see? Brother Caruso. I heard somebody, Frazier. My wife said, you know somebody everywhere. I said, they know me, honey. I didn't call him. He called me. I said, what you doing here, man? He said, man, me and my wife celebrating our anniversary, and I got a meeting in Kingston start Monday. So we just stopped in. And out of all of that, I'm not there because of them. I'm there because God expects me to be where I need to be. Well, since you're all here, and I, I need the full. Where are you from? Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Why are you here? You see what I'm saying? Amen. Responsibility. Yeah. Did you know what time we started? How did you? You looked it up on the internet. You had the tickets for the Orioles already. What time the game started? 105. 1.30. He made you come this morning? You would rather sleep in? She made me come. She made, you see what I'm saying? They, she looked it up, got the information, because we're supposed to be where? In church on Sunday morning. Of course they should come from Gettysburg to see the Orioles. But on the way, it's responsive. It's out of restraint that they're here. Not out of convenience. Because you came down 83? 140. Do you know that? You can go straight on downtown without stopping here on Bel Air Road. You could. If you stay on 140, you go, you just go keep on going and then you can hit Delaney, get on the beltway, going down to 83, exit number six through number two is Camden Yard. But they came. Not because of convenience, well, but because of restraint. Yeah, yeah. I hope the Orioles win. Yes, and you had a good Sunday, yes. if that's your team. Yes. Yeah. See, 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 brothers and sisters, we must understand it ain't about us. It's never right. about us. It's always about God about God. Every Christian duty demands restraint. Given demands restraint. Taking communion. See, see, everybody, when you hear, everybody could take past the plate. But Wednesday, and Tuesday, Thursday morning, Saturday, 
that demand restraint. Because why? I want to learn something. Somebody sitting in this audience right now got a question, Troy. But they will never hold their hand up and ask. First they say, well, it's not the proper time. Anytime you got a question about salvation is a proper time. But if you show up on Tuesday, if you show up on Wednesday, if you show up on Thursday, and you, and you got a question, we'll answer it. Well, and especially Wednesday night. Every time my Wednesday night class don't do their questions, they come with a question. They kill the whole hour because they didn't do the work. Brother Fraser, let me ask you a question. How many angels can sit on the pin of a needle? Well, that's not a they didn't do the homework. So that, so they, when I look, it's quarter after. Well, I guess it's too late for us to start. The, uh, and then the next Wednesday is Wonderful Wednesday, and the next Wednesday I'm in Sacramento. So they ain't going to get to that, the question for three weeks. They plotted out. Especially since Sister Loretta was out of town. Our... Christian duty and see so many times people look at other folks well he is a drunk he steals well all of us are ex something Amen. Amen. every one of us Every one of us in here are ex something. We not always was in the church. See, I've been a thief all my life. You can invite me out to your house and and see. I I just got baptized. Don't leave your jewelry Uh around because there was a time I would have taken it. But now because of my relationship with God, I got to restrain myself. If you never was a thief, you walk past that stuff all the the time. Never phase you. But don't look at me because I'm an ex. You're an ex-something. You might not be a thief, but I guarantee you if you look deep enough, you will find yourself on convenience versus restraint. Versus restraint. If you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's church. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart that Christ died for you, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you this morning in water for the remission of your sin. And the Lord will add you to his church. Live faithful until death. He'll give you a crown of life. You're in this audience this morning, and you're a member of the Lord's family. Don't look at your neighbor strangely. Don't look at him and judge because you act something. 
You may never drink. You may never even stole anything. But I know a lot of us ate grapes in the supermarket without paying for it. That's right. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And the cherries now, they, Wes, you, you're losing money because they, they're eating it as they go. They start up, you know you put two and a half pounds in them. Oh, yeah. By the time they get to the register, that's all I'm saying. Restraint yeah, yeah. versus convenience. Come right now as we together stand and sing the song. Why don't you ask the Savior to help you?